Welcome to the Disability and Podcast, bringing together thoughtful discussion and debate. This month, Mind the Gaps assistant producer Paul Wilkshaw chats with York St. John University's Professor of Theatre, Matthew Reason, and Mind the Gaps head of learning and support, Melissa Conyers, about how Mind the Gap and York St. John's University have come together to create an accredited course in theatre for people with learning difficulties and autism. Hello and welcome to the Disability and Podcast. Today I am pleased to welcome Matthew Reason, who is the Professor of Theatre at York St John's, and Melissa Conyers, who is the Head of Learning and Support at Mind Gap Fit Company. Welcome, both of you. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Um, so, um, we're here to talk about the education system, but also about Mind the Gap and York St. John's and how we are uh, we have collaborated together. Um, so, I just want to know, how did you um, get working at York St. John's, Matthew? Like, you say you're the professional theatre, so I'm really interested <laughs> about that. Hi, Paul. Um, I've been at York St. John for 15 years, I think it is now, maybe 16. Um, it's it's a, a kind of small university in York that does a lot of work that engages in different forms of community practice. So rather than maybe the, the stereotypical idea of a university kind of isolated or separate from its community, um, York St. John really prides itself on doing work that is is with people, with partners and so on. And that includes um, setting up placement opportunities for our students. So our students have, in theatre have been doing placements with Mind the Gap for many, many years, sort of from, from before kind of I was involved. And, and it's, um, Melissa and uh, other colleagues here at Mind the Gap are, are York St. John alumni. Um, so I've been there for, for 15 years and have been working myself with Mind the Gap since 2018. So quite a long time now. And Melissa, how did you start at Mind the Gap? So my journey at Mind the Gap started about eight years ago. And um, I, well, I went to university at York St. John um, and I did, I studied theatre. Um, so I wanted to carry on working in the theatre world um, and I started volunteering. So I volunteered at Mind the Gap for a good year, I would say, two days a week. And then I picked up some freelance work in, in a support role um, and then... I've not left. Um, I've just gone. I've either had freelance support work, or I've done a temporary contract, and now, and 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 now I'm in this permanent role of head of learning and support. Um, and yeah, I've just not looked back. <laughs> I'm really interested about how did York St John's and Mind the Gap join forces? So I suppose, uh, as I said, the York St John students have been having placements with Mind the Gap for for well over a decade. I guess this particular um, process of collaboration, particularly with my work, began in 2018 around a production that Mind the Gap were doing called Mia. Uh, a lot of the work I do is, um, or has been, about audiences. How do people watch and experience theatre? And I thought it would be really interesting to look at a piece of disability arts, disability theatre, and how do audiences, both with and without uh, learning disabilities, watch, experience, remember, and value a performance? So I approached Mind the Gap about that and what was really striking immediately was how positive and engaged they were with that, that they were genuinely interested in research and in what research could offer them in understanding better 
what it was they did, what learning disability theatre was, how audiences responded. And that's extremely valuable to work with an organisation that are curious, are you know, lively and want to improve and develop what they do. Um, so we've been working since then and it's evolved in all sorts of different ways, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah, definitely. And just so people don't know about Mia, so Mia was a project that Mind the Gap done in 2018. It was part of our Dodge of Fortune project mm -hmm. that uh, was uh, around learning disability and parenthood. What uh, has surprised both organisations with working together? I wouldn't use the word surprised for me. I, I would just, it's it's really positive, uh, the relationship between ourselves and York St. John. And more and more, I feel that at the university, the tutors, we're always getting different opportunities for our students to go over to the university to watch work or to um you know, work alongside some of the students. So as Matthew's already mentioned, with the placements, we do have York St John placements come over to us, but it's also been really nice for us to go over there to see the work that, that York St John students do. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it might be worth a bit more context around that. So um, after I had done the project around Mia, we, I guess we just stayed in, in touch and that actually isn't always the case. Quite often... Uh, academics and research have a bit of a reputation for going and engaging with an organisation or engaging with a company, finishing a piece of research and then leaving again and buggering off and, and <laughs> writing a paper which is published in an academic journal and, and kind of doesn't engage. And that's sometimes called extractivist research, where people extract something from mm -hmm. a community, knowledge, and then and then leave. And that, that didn't happen. And it didn't happen, I guess, because it felt like a positive relationship yeah. that had lots of other places to go. And two two things kind of came out from that initial project. One was um, Mind the Gap had a had a project called Staging Change and Engage, which looked at uh, career opportunities and access for learned disabled artists. And they wanted an evaluation of that. And we worked with them to to both deliver an evaluation and have a have a PhD researcher embedded within Mind the Gap for a, a three year period. And also we began conversations about what Melissa's referred to, which is the accreditation of the, the Mind the Gap Academy. So yeah. Mind the Gap Academy has been running for how how long in total? Oh, well, it started very, very small and now it's grown and grown over these years. So somewhere around, I want to say 15 years plus, I would say the Academy and the courses have been running for. So, yeah, I mean, it's and it's an amazing, you know, professional um, mm -hmm. kind of uh, a course in, in theatre, music and dance yeah. for... You know, people with learning disabilities. Yeah. You know, fairly unique. But but what Mind the Gap were interested in, and what they started having conversations with me about, was was whether that could get university accreditation, yeah. university validation, which is really important because what it does is it provides, you know, that kind of official yeah. kind of certification of of quality, and that's important because it's working with um, students who often have been excluded from or haven't been able to access what we might put in inverted commas mainstream education yeah. and therefore what they're receiving was perceived as lesser or just mm -hmm. different so in what way could we use the the kind of kudos if you like or status of a university to say actually what mind the gap are delivering is as good as good quality as what happens in a university and that wasn't that wasn't a quick process that was no. several years of discussions about how to do that um, but at the end result was we, we have now accredited uh, the or, or validated is the, the, the proper term the course they do here as, as a certificate in higher education and that's the equivalent to a first year 
of a university course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that came in, so that's two years ago that was completed and yeah. the first students enrolled. And we, we, you know, we say it's the first in the country, possibly even the first in the world, but, yeah. you know, a really important thing to have, have done together. So, you know. No, that's really important. And, um, yeah, I, I mean... They are lucky. I, I really <laughs> like because I've been a student here. So yeah, um, and, and also um, Melissa referred to, to it's a two-way exchange. So I'd say the York St John students are lucky with the opportunity they have to work with with Mind yeah. the Gap students, and the placements and exchanges go both ways with both staff and students. So we've yeah. had members of so tutors in theatre at Mind the Gap having conversation with the university lecturers in theatre yeah. and doing. Um, you know, they all watch each other's teaching and they learn from each other. We've had the students from Mind the Gap come over to York and work in a workshop with our students. And what's brilliant about that is they just work together on making theatre yeah. or making dance or making mm-hmm. music together. Um, and, it, you know, it's just a fantastic, rich environment where there's huge amounts of learning in both directions. Yeah, yeah. gaining knowledge in both areas for our students and York St John's students. Um, yeah. And I think that was, I think, in year one when we came for a visit and we and we just jo- were joining in in music and theatre workshops with the York St John students and it just felt great and I, I've, you know like you already said it's just so positive like the exchange between both of us. Yeah, and I've definitely seen that when I've been um, seeing the York St John students over in the building um and I can remember when they've come over when I was a student here. <laughs> and so it does mean it has been a quite a long time, Rich. But um, it's great to hear like how both organisations are gaining from that. I really um, want to talk about the creation of the Doodle Book, which has had a massive impact and has actually uh, gone... Um, to Europe and Australia, I think. So it's gone worldwide. So can we talk about that and how that idea came about with York St. John's and what the Doodle Book actually is and what's the next stage for the Doodle Book project? Absolutely. It's a project that's had several stages, which again is, I think, about that ongoing relationship with, with Mind the Gap, you know, that it's not just a project that finishes and then we move on it, it kind of evolves so the the origin of it was a question which mind the gap had about supporting uh the artists reflect upon their work and engage in critique about their work so what are so rather than just everything being good what are the ways in which we can have conversations about arts practice which are nuanced and reflective and critical in a way that makes the practice better so I worked with them to to explore and experiment with with different ways. There's a there's a very well known technique by Liz Lerman on critical reflection. So we did that with the artists, but from that we we kind of felt that wasn't quite what we wanted. So we developed a, a doodle book and we did that with the artists from Mind the Gap. We ran workshops with them about what almost the journey was in making a, a piece of theatre from initial ideas. You know, what is it about? Where do I begin? Through to doing things, through to then reflecting upon what you, you did. And we, we were inspired by a couple of resources. There's a, a, a journal called Reckless Journal by Kerry Smith and a resource called The Artist's Way by Jean Cameron that have tasks in. And those tasks are what's called open. So you can do the same task lots of times and get a different result from it. So we wanted to create a thing a bit like that that was really accessible, 
that could be done by a Mind the Gap student or a York St. John student and would be just as useful for, for any of them. So we developed this. Uh, I guess it was, we date things by COVID now, don't we? So it was yeah. just yeah. before COVID. <laughs> and as you said, we worked with two of Mind the Gap's partners in Loiseau-Mouche, who are in um, France, France, and uh, and we even had versions of this in, in Swedish and French for a residency at, at Mind the Gap. I never knew that. It's yeah, really, I never knew that. That mm-hmm. is really interesting. <laughs> so. So, so, yeah, so we used it in that context. And then and then COVID happened. And Mind the Gap, had, along with everybody else in the country, had to, uh, had to close the building. Yeah. All the artists had to go and work from home. And so for the performing arts, which are used to working in a yeah. studio, in person, <laughs> together, that was a major disruption. And they just happened to have this resource, the, the doodle book, with them, and they could send the artists home mm. with that. And they found it worked really well on, on, on Zoom to have this resource that you had in your hand at the same time as you were in a group with other people. And, yeah. you know, you all had the same thing and it was physical as well as virtual. So we quite opportunistically applied for some funding from uh, what's called UKRI. That's the uh, UK Research and Innovation. And they had a funding call out specifically around COVID and we we put in for funding and we we got that and essentially that allowed us to deliver the Doodlebook session nationally. Uh, We worked with um, 30, 35 different organisations, predominantly learning disabilities, but also uh, dementia care, uh, SEND schools, um, different contexts where there were groups that would typically meet in person who are now meeting online and how could having this resource and that combination of a physical thing and an online workshop create an inclusive space in virtual spaces. Mm. Um, we worked with Vicky Ackroyd and Totally Inclusive People, and and you know it was really successful, you know, almost joyful experience yeah. during lockdown, during all those kind of traumas of isolation, to have yeah. this shared um, project to work on. Yeah, um, I I took part in it myself, <laughs> and it really had come up with some good ideas for projects I wanted to work on. Can you remember so, anything in particular that you kind of... Um, there was task of where it was free to, uh, free choice, like free things to make a project start mm. at the beginning. And it really just got me thinking about how to start a project and things like that. So, and yeah, when we worked with Vicky, it was just creative. So, um, and just being part of that team during COVID, yeah. it felt like it meant more in a sense because it was like, it was all put in one thing together. Yeah. So um, the Doodle book really helped, especially mental health, actually. I would say my mental health actually improved because of the Doodle book. That's really great to hear. And yeah. we, we had comments like that from other participants around the, around the country, you know, that in those times it felt like something creative and positive. Um, and that rather than, than online spaces being a, a lesser than, in what way could they be truly inclusive? And accessible in a way that actually when we get to the end of COVID, we, we realise, yeah, we all want to work in person again. But actually in, in the context of disability, there is something that online spaces can do that other that real world spaces can't do. Mm. Um, so that that was the focus of that as a piece of research, as well as working with Mind the Gap to deliver something that was really needed during the lockdowns. Definitely. And what's next for that? So um, well, it's actually just today we've been, so we're upstairs in Mind the Gap and just before we've been downstairs in one of the studios on the first or second meeting of a project called I'm Me. So this is a continuation of the Doodle Book, possibly even Doodle Book 3, I guess. Um, One of the feedbacks we had from that project during COVID was that it was a really interesting way of exploring 
difficult questions in an open, accessible, creative way. That project wasn't about that, but there was felt that there was something about the, the Doodlebook that would enable that. And we'd also worked with, as I said, a, a whole network of arts organisations. So we felt like we had people who were really kind of keen and interested to, to continue the project. So we've just um, received, we, we together, York St. John and Mind the Gap applied for funding from the Arts and Humanities Research Council, which we received for a two-year project. So it's a, it's a much bigger project um, to explore to, to explore the potential of using that structure of open tasks to explore in a creative way questions about identity, questions about representation and questions about voice with learned disabled artists. So we're literally starting that this month um, and that will be carrying on for the next two years. So 2025 is when... Which seems so much is happening in uh -huh. 2025 yeah. <laughs> at the moment. So, okay, so that's great, and I'm really excited about what you find out and mm -hmm. how that's going to go on in the future. And I'm hoping you'll be able to come back and give us more information about that in future. Absolutely. Um, if you're advising other organisations about collaborating, what advice would you give? I think that's a really good yeah, question from really both question. directions, from yeah. a from a university and an organisation. Um, Melissa, yeah. <laughs> we, we were looking at each other to say who was going to go first. Who's going to go first? Yeah, um, no, it's a really great question. Is that Paul? Um, I was thinking about this question, um, and one of the first things that um, came to my head was being open. So being open with each other um, in when you're working on whatever it is that you're working on um and it's something that you've already said Matthew in terms of um how when if you've come in to work with a company and sometimes yeah you might not stay in touch with people and and I think there is something said from from that so this, you know getting to know a company coming in and and seeing how each other work and and so on and just building that relationship and then as time goes by that relationship will then build and be stronger and stronger and then that's yeah that's kind of if that's advice what I've just given no, I don't know I, I think <laughs> it's yeah. great advice so, to yeah, be open to be open and to just really work on building that relationship because I feel like that's what's happened here um and um because it can turn into something really great and exciting. And now, obviously, our Performance Academy course is, you know, validated by York St. John, which is just brilliant for our students and for, you know, the next cohort of students who we will be recruiting for very in this next year or so. And Matthew? Completely agree with all of that. I think yeah. I think viewing relationships as an outcome in its own right, you know, that... that um, so doing things without maybe a sense of there being always something definite or particular that has to come out of it, that, that you know, there's a phrase that's something, you know, hanging out together, spending time yeah. building a relationship, being a, being a positive, concrete outcome in its own right. Um, and in both, from both perspectives, that can be a challenge because we're all time poor. So mm -hmm. sometimes it can feel like, you know, you've got to have an outcome, you've got to have a particular thing that, that can come out of this. Um, so, so spending time to invest in that being genuinely curious and, and open about what it is and also being genuinely willing to change what you do and how you do it. And again, that goes in both directions. So I have worked occasionally with, with partners in the art sector who didn't really want to change. They quite liked the idea of engaging in research, but they didn't. They thought what they did was fine. 
yeah. they were they didn't they you know and i'm not saying it's about changing radically and i'm not saying that yeah. it's about what you do isn't fine but we all know we can we can learn and we can develop mm. and the same for a researcher knowing that the idea you come in with might not work that you've yeah. you've got to make it work in the real world context and setting um and it's got to be valuable to your partner as well as yourself um so anything that's one way or anything that's extractivist just is going to fail in, in the end um but yeah, I think it's yeah. it's relationship building and spending time and developing a sense of trust that in the end will will really really pay dividends. And talking about that, what has both organisations enjoyed about working together? You've talked so much. You probably <laughs> have answered this question, but if there's anything else that you want to add on to that, I think one of the main things from because I spend time with the students, you know, every day. One, I think f- from I would say from their perspective is the the different opportunities that they've been given to to come across to the university and you know this next next few weeks the opportunities that that have been given which obviously we'll go yeah. on to <laughs> um but yeah for I you know I can see it from their perspective and you know and just the you know then knowing that the end, at the end of the 3 years that they will be accredited at um, a level four in high, a certificate in higher education um i think that yeah i would it's, it's an it, for me it's the enjoyment of seeing them progress in the course and enjoying all the modules that have been set out and and the opportunities of that that've been given yeah when i was just downstairs one of the mind the gap students recognized me from when she'd visited york st john and was all excited because they're coming over in a couple of weeks yes, to visit yeah. uh, a dance trail that that is our students are running so we've got a second year module on site-specific dance that yep. connects with a module you have which is on dance choreography dance choreography yeah and you know there's a chance for them to work together on that and you know she she was you know excited about that and our students will have a curious interested provocative audience um from the mind the gap students there's a really nice exchange there and those um yeah those opportunities yeah. which which feed throughout um the other thing I guess I enjoy working about Mind the Gap is, you know, it's always a fantastic place to visit, always made really welcome. Um, and that, you know, that that feels small, but is actually really significant. Um, you know, so feeling that it's a place where research has is, is genuinely interested in and can have genuine impact um, is really important. That's great. And final question is what exciting projects are coming up? Yeah, so um, as Matthew's mentioned, in a couple of weeks, uh, our students going over to York on Tuesday the 23rd of May and to be part of the dance trail in York and that starts at the university and then happens throughout York. Um, And then another really exciting thing in June, um, our students are performing their um, final end of year showcase um, at York St John University in the Creative Centre and that's on the 15th of June. So I want to really say a big thank you to Matthew and to you Melissa for being here. Thank you Paul. The next uh, podcast will be uh, next month with Disability Arts Online and in two months time there'll be another uh, podcast by me. So thank you very much, Uh, take care and thank you for listening. Our thanks to Paul, Matthew and Melissa. We do hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Disability And. Next month, founding editor of Disability Arts Online, Colin Hanbrook, writer and actor Jasmine Tien, about her career 
and her association with Extant Theatre.